gracious God in heaven, we thank you now for this worship experience. For all that have gone on heretofore, we tell you thank you. Every song, every scripture, every supplication, every speaker, every service rendered, Lord, we tell you thank you. And now, Lord, as we come up to the sermon, I beg you now to keep right on having your way. Touch now this awaiting congregation, those who are in person and virtual. Even now, Father, let your word have free course. Pray that there be no distractions, that your people can hear what the Spirit says to the church. I beg you now to hide me behind your cross. Cover me with your precious blood. Would you allow now the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart to be acceptable in your sight? Without a doubt, you are my strength and you are my redeemer. Spirit of the living God, keep falling fresh on us to the end that sinners might be reached, the slowful might rededicate, and the saints might be revived. And then, Lord, I promise to be extremely careful, ever so cautious, to give your name all of the glory, all of the praise, and all of the honor. In the strong name of your Son, Jesus Christ, I pray and ask it of you, our Father. Amen. Shall we all say amen? If you love the Lord and you don't mind, say amen again. Amen. amen. What a mighty God we serve. To God be the glory for all that he has done, all that he is doing, and by faith, all that he will do. Uh, just let me say how humbled I am to have been invited to share with you, and especially on this occasion, uh, for such a servant leader. Uh, you know, he is a pastor among pastors. He has a shepherd's heart and I need you to know what you already know. You are truly blessed to not just have a preacher but a pastor. Uh, and I think you ought to give God glory for that. Uh, and here is what I discovered. God has blessed me to travel the length and breadth of this country and even beyond this country. And one thing I've discovered is this. Pastor Sparks there are pastors who go all over the community serving, and they are appreciated. And then some of them come home just to be tolerated. <laughs> and so when you have a pastor who invests of himself, who's always giving, you need to know how blessed you are. And uh, in my short years of pastoring, just a little over 30 years at one spot now, yeah. uh, fourth fourth generation pastor, I have discovered that most people don't appreciate a pastor until they run across the hireling. <laughs> and if you don't know what that is, just check it out. <laughs> but just know that you are blessed. And pastor, thank you for inviting me uh, for all you do for the church, the community, for this city. That's right. Somebody say an amen. Thank you, man. All you do, pastor, thank you so much. And then to the five members of this church, uh, thank you for the invitation. Matter of fact, uh, technology is so 
uh, advanced than that. I'm preaching in two places at the same time. Uh, I, I, I recorded our services for the first time. We've been live, uh, but not in person all the pandemic. And so since Pastor asked me to come, I said, you know what? We're going to pre-record it. So it's playing live now, uh, but I promise I ain't there because I'm here. <laughs> and uh, Pastor, thank you for having me. Listen, uh, I have an assignment, and it is to preach today, and let's look to the Word of God. Uh, Joshua chapter 5. Joshua chapter 5. I want to commence with verse 10 and conclude with verse 15. Uh, actually, in the original manuscript, the first 15 verses of chapter 6 are part of chapter 5. Uh, the story continues, but I want to commence with verse 10 of Joshua chapter 5. And I want to conclude with verse 15. Now I got good news and bad news. Uh, the good news is I do not preach long. Uh, preacher, the bad news is I take my time. Yeah. Uh, Joshua, Joshua chapter 5. Uh, I want to commence with verse 10 and conclude with verse 15. And there you'll discover these words as I read from the King's James Version. And the children of Israel encamped in Gilgal and kept the Passover on the 14th day of the month at even in the plains of Jericho. And they did eat of the old corn of the land on the morrow after the Passover, unleavened cakes and parched corn in the selfsame day. And the manna ceased on the morrow after they had eaten the old corn of the land. Neither had the children of Israel manna any more, but they did eat of the fruit of the land of Canaan that year. And it came to pass when Joshua was by Jericho that he lifted up his eyes and looked, and behold, there stood a man over against him with his sword drawn in his hand. And Joshua went unto him and said unto him, Art thou for us or for our adversaries. And he said, nay, but as captain of the host of the Lord, I am now come. And Joshua fell on his face to the earth and did worship and said unto him, what saith my Lord unto his servant? The final verse. And the captain of the Lord's host said unto Joshua, loose thy shoe from off thy foot, for the place whereon thou standest is holy. And Joshua did so. Uh, this is the word of the Lord. I want to talk uh, from a few moments from this thought, fresh vision for future victory. Uh, fresh vision for future victory. God has been faithful to his people. Uh, God time of the text has already delivered them from Egyptian bondage. God has taken care of them as they wandered and wandered, W-O-N-D-W-A-N-D, in the wilderness for 40 years. Uh, God provided for them when they were hungry and there was no piggly wiggly. Uh, he sent manna from on high. Uh, God provided for them water from a rock. God went before them as a pillar 
of cloud by day and a pillar of fire by night. Uh, the Bible says the soles of their shoes didn't even wear out in 40 years. Their clothes were not torn. God has been faithful to his people. But at the time of the text, they have entered a new season. The time of the text, they're in a time that they've never experienced before because they have finally crossed the Jordan River and they are now technically in the promised land. They, they've not been here before. They, they've been in the wilderness for 40 years, but now they've made it to this land of promise. They are now in a new season. It's a new normal for them. And since it's a new normal, uh, we need fresh vision for future victory. We need that because the text says when they got to the place called Gilgal that the manna ceased. Now, now that bothered me at first, uh, uh, Pastor Sparks, because uh, for 40 years, uh, God has sent manna. For, for 40 years when they got hungry, God provided. But now the text not only says that the manna ceased, but it says also that they would have manna no more. So the manna didn't pause. The manna has stopped. And that concerned me because manna symbolized God as a provider. But here is what you need to understand. Because it's a new season, we won't need manna no more. Because manna was designed for the wilderness. But we're no longer in the wilderness. We're now in the promised land. And I'm afraid that there may be some folk who want to bring that wilderness mentality into the promised land. So since we are a new place, since we dealing with something we've never dealt with, we've never been in Canaan. We've never had to fight Jericho. We've never had to fight the Canaanite, the Hittites, the Gergesites, all the ice. We are a place we've never been. And then we got a new leader. <laughs> Moses is dead. <laughs> and Joshua, who has been faithful to Moses, is now about to lead God's people on further. Not knowing what's up the road. But, but, but we need fresh vision for future victory. And I thought I'd talk about that because I let come on this occasion today. We got uh, the meshing together of both pastor and people. You, 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 you conquered some, some Red Seas already. You, you crossed some Jordans already. But, but, but you need fresh vision. For future victory, we're dealing with things we, we don't know about a pandemic in our lifetime, but we're dealing with new normals. We're dealing with things we got to do things differently, so we need fresh vision for future victory. Not only medical pandemics, but racial pandemics. <laughs> economical pandemics. We, we need fresh vision. Lord, we know what you've done heretofore, but what would you do going forward? Fear the two. What will you do? And so that's, that's the background of the text. So here, here they are. They have arrived. They have arrived at the land of Canaan. And watch this. Once they got to Canaan, uh, uh, the Lord caused them to hit the pause button. Why did they pause? God says, well, we got to keep the law. And the law says all men of war got to be circumcised. And since y'all been in the wilderness 40 years, those who were of age when they left Egypt, they died in the wilderness. Now their sons and grandsons are here. And so you got to be circumcised according to the Mosaic law. That's it. That's it. So they had to pause for circumcision and then they paused to celebrate the Passover. And then while they're celebrating the Passover and while they, they, they are healing from circumcision, because you do know with circumcision you got to take time for healing. But while they're there, the text says 
Joshua went to Jericho. Uh, didn't say he took hidden armor barrels with him. They then taking the security with him. Joshua leaves Gilgal and goes there. Why does he go to Jericho? Because Jericho is where the next battle is going to be fought. We got to fight the Canaanites in Jericho. And so he goes here on a recognizance mission. He said, let me go and scope it out and check things out. But it is while he's at Jericho that Pastor Sparks, God gives his leader fresh vision for future victory. <laughs> Yeah, fresh vision for fear. Lord, we know what you've done. We know when it came to the Red Sea, you made I-20 right through the Red Sea. Yeah. <laughs> we know what you did when we got to Job. You didn't divide the water. You stood all the water on one side. <laughs> yeah. We know what you've done. But we've never faced Jericho. So how do we go forward? Can I just throw this in parenthetically? It's Palm Sunday. It reminds me of Jesus riding Jerusalem on that donkey, knowing that something rough was ahead, but yet and still, he pressed his way. And Lord, we know what's ahead may be difficult, but we want to press our way, but we need fresh vision for future victory. He, he, the introduction longer than the sermon. And so it is, wow. We visit this text that we see God gives them fresh vision. The first thing that I see in the text is this. Number one, if we're going to have fresh vision for future victory, number one, we need the presence of the Savior. The presence of the Savior. The text says when Joshua went by Jericho, he looks, and Pastor Sparks, he says standing over him was a man with his sword already drawn. Wait a minute now, but can I say it like this? Joshua ain't no punk now. He ain't scared, but we, we know Joshua's history now. He, he's a fighter. But watch this. Joshua noticed that there's a man standing over him with his sword drawn. You know what Joshua did? Joshua stepped to him and said, what's up? Are you for us or for our adversaries? Guess what the man said? I ain't for neither one of y'all. As a matter of fact, I am the captain of the armies of the Lord. And matter of fact, by the time he got through, Joshua was face down, worshiping whoever this was. Can I tell you what the text is saying right here? You can follow me. Joshua goes to Jericho to check out the terrain, check out uh, the topography to see what, what the battle plan, because we got to plan this battle, man. So I got to go and check it out while they're at the camp healing. Let me go and survey the terrain so I can be a good leader. Yeah, let me be a good leader. But when he gets there, he's encountered by this stranger. But was it a stranger? Can, can I tell you what it was and take the shortcut? This is what theologians call a theophany. Uh, I, 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 that's a fancy way of saying this is Jesus in the Old Testament. <laughs> No, no, it's not an angel because guess what? We don't worship angels. Whoever this is, Joshua is on his face saying, what would you have me to do? And that tells me right on that this is not an angel. This is the Lord Jesus Christ. And he says, I'm the commander of the Lord. Watch this, Joshua, you lead Israel's army, but I'm commanding the Lord's army. You know what he's saying? Joshua, every leader got a leader. <laughs> And if you're going to leave my people, you got to spend some time in my presence. I know you got soldiers. I know you got responsibility. But every now and then, remind yourself, if you're going to do something for me, you got to spend some time with me. There's so many folks trying to do something for the Lord and ain't spending no time with the Lord. I don't care what you do. If you're the janitor of the church, you better spend some time with the Lord. If you're over the choir, whatever you do for the Lord, you can be more effective if you spend some time with him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then notice Joshua didn't take anybody with him. Yeah. 
Because sometimes, brother pastor, in leading God's people, sometime in doing ministry, you just got to get with the Lord. And so Joshua goes and he gets with the Lord. The Lord begins to talk to Joshua. But it says to Joshua simply this, regardless of what you bring to the table, Joshua, you got an impressive resume, boy. I've been checking you out. You've been so faithful. You, you, you got a resume. You got resources. You got relationship. But guess what? Right now, all you need to understand is this. In spite of who you are, you need my presence. The first thing, if we're going to have fresh vision for future victory, you got to have the presence of the Savior. I kind of reminds me of that Emmaus Road when those two men were walking. They were sad and dejected and thought life was over. And then Jesus starts to walk with them. The Bible says the Lord held their eyes so they wouldn't recognize it. And while they were walking, they were sad. But by the time he got through with them, they went from walking sad to running glad and said, did not our hearts burn with it? I'm telling you, if you spend some time with the Savior, he'll help you have fresh vision for future people. But not only, not only do we see that the presence of the Savior is required, but secondly, not only do we need the presence of the Savior, we need, watch this, the plan of the sovereign. What, what, what do you mean by that? Watch this. You see, the reason I told you in my introduction that, 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 that the first 15 verses of chapter 6 really is connected with chapter 5. Because in those first 15 verses, you know what God does? He gives them the battle plan for Jericho. But, but he gave it to Joshua. He gave, while Joshua is there. With the Lord, Joshua falls prostrate and said, Lord, what do you want me to do? And it is at that point that the Lord starts to give Joshua, as the leader of his people, here is what I want you to do. Yeah. First thing he says to Joshua, you read chapter 6, verse 1 and 2, he says, I've already given you Jericho. It's men and it's He said, man, this thing is already done. <laughs> he said, but watch this. If you're going to be successful, you need my battle plan. I'll tell you something, God gives Joshua this plan. It's a, can I say, unique plan? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're getting ready to fight Jericho because the Lord said, This is our land. We got to conquer the land. They're not going to concede. We got to conquer. It's going to be some conflict sometime because God says it's yours. Don't mean it's going to be easy. And so, God, what you want us to do? Watch this. You know what God told Joshua? Joshua, do this for me. He said, When you go back to the camp, do this for me. He said, once a day for six days, have, have everybody to wake up, watch this, line up, watch this, you ain't going to like this, shut up. He said, don't, don't nobody say nothing, and march up. <laughs> Read your Bible sometime. Man. Watch hey, tell, tell them to wake up, line up, march up, shut up. Do this. For six days, Joshua, go from Gilgal to Jericho, go around the wall one time, go back to the camp. Do that for six days. Wake up, line up, march up, shut up, march to Jericho, go around the wall, go back to the camp once a day for six days. On the seventh day, do the same thing, but this time I want you to go around the wall, what? Seven times. And after the seventh time around the wall, now watch this, I want the priest to make a long blast. And in the Hebrew, a long blast was a call to worship. And when the Hebrew makes the long blast, when the priest makes the long blast, I want everybody to start shouting. And when y'all start shouting, if you follow my instruction, do what I said, like I said, the walls gonna come tumbling down. Now watch this. That's the plan 
God gave Josh. If you're going to have fresh vision for future victory, you got to follow my plan. And I gotta tell you something now. There are several things, and I won't take time with it, but, but we need to make note that whenever God has a vision for the church, for his people, number one, it's designed by the Lord, it's directed by the leader, but it's done by the laity. Can, can I rewind that one more time? I said, whenever God gives a vision, it's designed by the Lord. He gives the vision. It's directed by the leader. He gives the voice. It's done by the laity. You engage in the venture. And whenever God has a vision for his church, we got to take God's plan just like God gave it. There are so many who have their own ideas. <laughs> Some bright ideas. You know, and that's good. But when it comes to God's work, we got to comply with God's word. Uh, the Bible says there's a way that seems right. Here's the tra tragedy. The end. Not the beginning. <laughs> not, not midway. Not three-fourthery. But the end. You can be doing your thing thinking you're doing something and get to the end and discover it was all for naught. Joshua, if you're going to be successful, you need the plan of the sovereign. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. I know you're smart, but lean not to your own understanding. But in all your ways, check with him and he will direct your path. You know what we mess up at? Rather than saying, Lord, plan my blessings, we say, Lord, bless my plans. <laughs> But the plan of the sovereign, the steps of a good man, are not suggested. They're not implied or insinuated. They are ordered. Can I ask you a question? Can you take orders? <laughs> but the steps of a good man, they are ordered by the Lord. And he delights in his way. Sometimes God's plan may not make sense. Oh, unique sometimes, huh? It, it, abnormal. But sometimes abnormal circumstances call for abnormal means. If you always do what you always done, you always get what you always got. And so you need to be open. If you're going to have fresh vision for future victory, you need to be open to what, Lord, what would you have me to do? No, 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 no. I'm done. I'm done. This long enough. Watch this. Number one, we need the presence of the Savior. Uh, he, he, he goes to Jericho and to his surprise. He's standing there with the Lord. But, but then watch this. We also need the plan of the sovereign. He gives his plan. But now, but now here is where we're probably going to drop the ball. If we're going to have fresh vision for future victory, we need the presence of the Savior, the plan of the sovereign. But we also need, watch this, the praise of the saints. Yeah. Now, 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 here, here is what happened. He said, now, once you've gone around, watch this, seven times on the seventh day, when the priest make a long blast, watch this, I need everybody. Yeah. <laughs> huh? Yeah. I need everybody yeah. to shout. Yeah. It's a call to worship. Yeah. He said, now, watch this, if you follow my instructions to the letter, yeah. the walls will come tumbling down. Yeah. Man, there's much more I can say, but let me just cut to the chase. Here it is. What's it? Now, now, 
I'm, I'm afraid, Pastor, Pastor Sparks, that, that we wouldn't have ever got the walls to fall. Can, can I tell you why? This is just, this is just conjecture here. You don't know, I think, first of all, first of all, we wouldn't have got the walls to fall because when, when Pastor Joshua was only giving us the uh, directives a day at a time, See, he didn't give them a comprehensive plan. God said, give it to them a day at a time. <laughs> so, so imagine, you, you wake up one day, Marcia Jericho, go back to the camp. He said, all right, fall out. Yeah. And you don't do nothing until the next day. And for six days, you know, and by now, somebody said, now wait a minute, somebody need to talk to the pastor. This ain't making no sense. This ain't making no sense. He got that Martin Luther King spirit. He just want to march. Yeah, this ain't making no sense. So, 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 and then on top of that, watch this. Here's how I know we wouldn't have got the wall down. Because he tell, he's a tell him to wake up, line up, shut up. Oh, that wasn't going to work. <laughs> because even if we was marching, we'd have been complaining the whole time. This don't make no sense. Every time I look around, tell me what the Lord done to The Lord talked to me too. And then watch this. So when it was time to be quiet, we'd have been complaining. But then when he said, watch this, on the seventh day, when the priest make a long blast, everybody shout and start praying to God. We wouldn't have got it down because the folk who was loud when it was trying to be quiet, when it's time to be loud, they're going to be quiet. But if we're going to get the walls down, we need the praise of the saints. Now, why is praise so important? Y'all don't kill me talking about praise, praise, praise. Well, I can't, can I tell you why we need to praise? And I'm in my seat. We need to praise God. First of all, we need to praise God for his past provisions. What do you mean? Praise him for the Red Sea he brought your grandmama through. <laughs> uh, praise him for the Jordan River he just allowed you to cross. Praise him for your enemies he's already handled. Praise him for past provisions. But you ought to praise God. Watch this. For present performances. What is he doing right? It's not just about what he's done. But look at what he's doing right now. Right, 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 right now. We in the promised land right now. We made it where big mama didn't make it to. We in the land of promise. But not only get this. Should you praise God. For past provisions. Praise God for present performances. But you know what you ought to do? You ought to praise God for some pending promises. <laughs> that, that's some promises that God has already. And you know what God has promised them? God said, if you do what I said, the wall going to come down. You can have victory even in the future. I'm done when I tell you this. They did just what the Savior told them to do. But Pastor Sparks, there's one thing that bothered me. I'm putting my little notes up. I'm done. There's one thing that bothered me. You know, when Joshua went to Jericho and he looked and this man had a sword drawn, we said that was Jesus, right? Yeah. Well, here's my question. Uh, Jesus did two things. Number one, he had a sword in his hand. And my first question is this. Why does the Prince of Peace have a sword in his hand? Can I tell you why, preacher? Because he's trying to tell you, listen, you just come on fight because watch this, the battle is not yours. <laughs> you, you just show up and I've got the battle. If you just show up, I'm going to handle everything for you. And then the other thing is this. You know what he told Joshua to do? He's a man, take off your shoes. Because the ground, I know you think I forgot that. It's in there. The ground is, now, now, now why did he say, Joshua, take off your shoes? 
It had nothing to do with Joshua's shoes. No, he said, take off your shoes because the ground. Somebody said the ground. The ground where you stand. Now, where was he standing? He was standing at Jericho. Where was the battle going to be fought? At Jericho. He was saying, Joshua, the reason you can't lose, I've gone ahead of you and sanctified the ground. So if you just do what I tell you, when you get there, everything will be in order. We're going to navigate in these difficult times. We're going to have fresh vision, Pastor. God has been so faithful. This church has a rich history. You've always impacted this community, this city. But that's what you've done. But Pastor, what are we going to do? No parking here. <laughs> Take it to the next level. <laughs> And God is calling on you, this pastor and this people, to understand that you have the presence of the Savior. Through the word of God, you got the plan of the sovereign. But we're going to definitely need the praise of the saints. And praise is not just about making noise. Praising God is a lifestyle. Not an event. It's not just about hallelujah, praise it all. No, no. Not just with your lips, but with your life. Not just your shouts, but with your service. Lord, thank you for your word. Thank you for Joshua reminding us that we can have fresh vision for future victory. We trust you even when we can't trace you. Give us blind faith because we walk by faith and not by sight. Continue to bless this pastor and his wife and his family. Continue to give this church good fellowship, fellowship, worship, stewardship, relationship, one with the other. Thank you for what you've done. We look forward to what you will do. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.